Joy Division. Love will tear us apart. Radio 3. Thursday morning. Steve is here. How are you, sir? I, I'm joyous. <laughs> <laughs> that song was just so appropriate. As you always are. Joy Division, indeed. Um, you like the guitars particularly, right? I do, yes. They're electric, you know. Mm, yes. Jolly good. Oh, jolly, good. Jolly good show. Good stuff. <laughs> good good show. Now, now, the Greater Bay Area. Ah, yes, I'm pleased you mentioned that because... Um, I, I, I was trying to persuade you, uh, and I tell the listener this in case the listener is still listening. It, he's really obdurate. I said, could we have the whole programme devoted mm. to the Greater Bay Area? And for some reason, you, you didn't want to do that. I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, well, well right. yeah. Okay. But the thing is, it's back in the news. It There's is. a summit. There's a summit in Beijing. Mm. I mean, I, I, when I say untrammeled joy. It doesn't begin to sum up my excitement over the summit on the Greater Bay. Now, that includes not only our very own Carrie Lamb. Oh, yes, she's there. The head of the Macau SAR. Nine um, nine city chiefs from Guangdong. I mean, you know... Oh, is that it... why Carrie is in, uh, yes, in yes, Beijing? Yes, I hadn't realised that. Yes, yes, right. she's up there. Apparently, and, and this is breaking news, I don't think anybody else has this, she thinks it's going to be a really breakthrough thing for Hong Kong. Huh? Who knew that before? <laughs> Words fail me. Plus, plus, we have it from no less a person than the Vice Premier uh, 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 of the People's Republic himself, that's Han Zheng, who says this will enable Hong Kong, uh, sorry, gives Hong Kong an opportunity to share the motherland's great story of being prosperous. So when people say that they have meetings up in Beijing just to chant slogans and, you know, sort of blah, blah, blah. It's not true. That's clearly not true. That is clearly not true. We've got it in black and white. And that was reported in newspapers, so it must be true. It must. Despite what Donald Trump says about newspapers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so we're going to... So it's, gonna, going, it's very exciting. It's kicked off. Right. This has been a working meeting, not not the mm. other sort of meeting. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always interested when people go, oh, we had a working meeting. I'm thinking, oh, boy, I wonder what the other meetings yeah, what, were. were they, what happens in those? Were they sleeping meetings? Were they... <laughs> <laughs> were they nefarious meetings with where things go on that, you know, don't even go on in the White House? I don't know. Nefarious, I love that word. I think it's a good one. <laughs> that should be better. But not to be used in connection with the Greater Bay. Of course the not. Greater Bay, Greater Bay, as we like to call it, and in fact, if I could say Greater Bay as often as possible, I, mm. I think everybody, including the listener, will be happy. Well, we want to share in the success of Zuhai. We do. We right. do. We want, to have, we want to have the sophistication of Shenzhen, mm. the, the glittering and overwhelming um, uh, uh, success of Zuhai, and, you know, uh, who knows what else? Who knows what other opportunities lurk? within the Greater Bay. And in case the listener hasn't paid careful attention, of course, the Greater Bay... Oh, it gets better all the time. The Greater Bay is linked to the Belt and Road. Go on. Yes, it is. Really? Yep, yep, yep. We're on it. We're on it. (laughs) (laughs) How? How is it linked? (laughs) By the rail. The key's in in the word, son, honestly. Come all the way here. You don't pay attention, do you? So one of the great triumphs... When you say nothing is achieved by these meetings, Carrie Lamb, completely straight-faced, said, you know, while I've been here, mm. we've had a major breakthrough in the 
ticketing prices on the express rail. That's the express rail that may or may not be opening next month. And she goes, you know, before there was... And that now it gets into sort of woo-woo, la-la land. Before, remember the tickets. If you want to go... You had to buy two tickets or something, or you had to That's buy... Right, you have to yeah. buy it. So here you go. So if you want to go, say, from Hong Kong to Guangzhou, mm. you can actually buy a ticket from the station... Hey, who's, oh, who's, that's who's right. You had, to, you had to go to an agent to, or say, something. you want to, say, go to Shanghai, yeah. you then have to go over to the China Travel Service, who will sell you a ticket. And they originally thought, hello, 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 this is a good one. We're the only people allowed to sell these tickets. We'll put a big, big levy on it. So I think they were thinking of adding, um, for, for no reason whatsoever, $30 to just, the price of the just ticket. Just because they could. Because they can. Yeah. And Carrie, she's really, she fights for Hong Kong. Oh. She battles for Hong Kong. She's a, she's managed to achieve a dramatic reduction. So you you would have thought she'd come out and she's, uh, we've, had a, we've had a talk with them and they've said this levy nonsense is complete nonsense. She says, no, no, we're only going to have a 10, 10 bucks levy now, thanks to my <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal negotiating skills. So Carrie, yeah. we love you. But why should there be a levy at all? <laughs> well, well, cheeky I mean, buggers. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, and I don't know how this works in other places. You, you normally go to a railway station, you buy a ticket, they charge you the price of the ticket, and there's a full stop after that. If you buy it at the station from the rail company, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no extra, right? Just, Why should but, you have to pay extra? But anyway, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's on the Belton Road, in the Greater Bay. In the Greater Bay. Now. Now. There's other things happened. Uh, well, not Tuesday. Much. Tuesday. There was, there was a bit of a event, hoo-ha. There was an event at the FCC. Mm. Which, which, according to... You starred in. I, I started. I sat there. <laughs> Your head my was in most of the pictures. Oh, is that right? Well, I, I, I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope they got my good side. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and mm. you asked the first question. I did. I yeah, did. you got straight I, in there. You really I got a very unsatisfactory what, answer. What was the question? So what I asked him, uh, and here's an attempt. And honestly, I promise you, this won't happen again. But here's an attempt to actually have a grown-ups discussion mm. about this, rather than a shouty, uh, hysterical, you know, Andy Chan and his two dozen people are threatening the 1.3 billion people of China. I think that discussion can be had, but mm. maybe not in the studio. Anyway, so I asked him, I said, look, he said in his speech, he said, look, I'm, I'm part of the Democratic camp. And I said, but, you know, many people in the Democratic camp believe that all you're doing is pouring brown stuff, I didn't use those words, but pouring brown stuff all over the attempts of the Democrats to achieve democracy in Hong Kong because you're provoking and falling into every single trap that is laid by the uh, Beijing authorities and the Hong Kong government to paint the Democrats as being secessionists, to paint opposition to the government as being subversion. And he himself proudly said oh you know i was the first person to be banned from standing for election in hong kong which, which is mm. right he was in mm. the last um in the last polls and of course what it does is it, it it does open the door after he was banned of course a whole clutch of people were banned for standing from standing in the by-elections if you remember so when they ban as inevitably they will the hong kong national party it's highly likely that will be followed by prescriptions and bans on all sorts of other organisations. And he, in his speech, 
kept muddling the two... Con- anyway, so I asked him, mm. what, what, you know, surely you're just playing into their hands. And his response was, first of all, very disparaging. He said, oh, you know, the pan-democrats have achieved nothing. We haven't, we, we can't, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's he's a, a young fellow who doesn't like to read history, but never mind. We'll, 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 we'll uh, gloss over that. And, and then he said, you know, the only, they're not, they're not brave enough to call for independence and I thought well, they may not be brave enough to call for that because that's not what they advocate mm. you know I'm not brave enough to say all motorists should kill somebody on the road but mm. that's because I don't actually believe that's the way ahead so what was interesting I mean there's actually quite a lot interesting in there and worrying about what he said although I'm not that worried because as I say this is an organization of a couple of dozen people I mean he claimed in his speech he wouldn't say how many people are in the organisation, fair enough, but he claimed in his speech that there's a growing momentum of people supporting independence in Hong Kong. I don't know where he gets that information from. It's an unsubstantiated claim. I personally, my understanding is that there's a rather small minority of people in Hong Kong who are in favour of that particular political position but i guess you could argue that perhaps he's the voice of people who don't want to speak for one no, no, of being told that's off it, that's indeed what he argues mm. yes but he he then falls into the much bigger trap of conflating advocacy of independence with advocacy of greater autonomy for hong kong now in my view mm. those are two very very distinct Different. things mm. now anybody sitting in Hai or any other place in in beijing of course loves to hear this because they they say oh yes all these people advocating greater autonomy for hong kong are really closet independent separatist splitist supporters i love that word splitism um, <laughs> that, um you know it plays straight into their hands and he was during his speech he kept sort of conflating those two separate points of view and they are very distinct separate points of view what i think was interesting there i mean there were other things I, oh incidentally i must mention there's one thing that i really found very troubling in what he said was he he sort of launched down this road, which I always find very distasteful, and it, 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 you hear it from petty nationalists the world over, of of denigrating the people from other places who they don't like. So mm. you talked about mainlanders coming here and taking our jobs, taking our hospital places, filling our streets. Well, you know, I've heard that talk mm. all over the world. Everywhere. It's not It's not new, it's not pleasant, and I certainly wouldn't ever find myself supporting an organisation that spoke in those terms. I mean, the average person who comes here from the mainland <laughs> cannot possibly be a bad person. I think that's just absurd. Are, are they different from Hong Kong people? Is there tension between mainlanders and Hong Kong? Boy, yes, there is. But you know where I come from in Britain, you know, ask people from Yorkshire what they think about people from Lancashire. You, you, you'll hear, there are always tensions. Yeah. You know, this isn't... They're this different. Isn't, they're different. It's, it, and they speak funny. Um, he did refer a lot to Peking. Yes. A lot, compared to Actually, Beijing, I quite like that, which because was, that's the English... We, that we, is we, the English word. We never we never hear Peking anymore. <coughs> no, I, mean, I know. It, it was I, always referred to pre-handover, I guess it was well, Peking, right? In, but, you, you, you know, I mean, it, it, it's most extraordinary... I mean, why why don't we... I mean, this kind of bizarre political correctness. Why don't we um, refer to Thailand as being Siam? You know, why don't we refer to um, Israel as being Israel, you know, in the language? We Because we're speaking English. Mm. 
Mm. You know, do you think that, that, that in Chinese people say, oh, I'm going to England? No, they don't. In Cantonese, they say, I'm going to Yingguo. So, you know, every language has a name for other countries, but somehow there's a political correctness of using the Mandarin version of the name. Well, it's petty stuff. But, but, but was he making a point? Yes, he was. To do that? Quite, quite clearly. Uh, I mean, the other thing that, you know, came out, particularly from the speech was his um, continued uh, reference to empire yes to to china being an empire and effectively you know looking at colonies around the world perhaps i mean it is very interesting because to be serious for a moment about this belt and road Mm. business i mean there is now an increasing backlash in countries that are supposed to be on this Belt and Road project, particularly third world countries. And you see, uh, you saw it recently in, I think it was Senegal, for example, where there was there were quite big protests against Chinese um, companies coming in there and doing things because they felt that they were acting like colonisers. I mean, there is a big brother thing here. We've got the money, we've got the people, your little native, shut up and, you know... Do it does seem told. prevalent in Africa, actually, yes. particularly. Not well, that's just where they've, 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 they've um, made a big effort. And, you know, to be fair to Beijing, they are indeed pouring money into countries that have been neglected by other um, other institutions and in other countries who kind of said, oh, Africa, oh, let's give up. It's all too, too big a problem. But, but you mm. know, they go in there with these very big projects. But remember, everything, nothing is free in life. Mm. It's Chinese companies building railroads. It's Chinese companies building this, that and the other. So there are very n- tangible benefits as well for the Chinese economy. But, you know, that's life. That's how things are done. I'm not really whinging about that. But the fact is that there is there is now quite a lot of kickback on all of that. But was Andy Chan doing himself any favours by referring well, to empire I, I, in such I, a way? I think he, he, he is of the view, and God knows I'm not a spokesman for him, that he's got nothing to lose. Mm. So, you well, know, he's going to be banned he, anyway. He's so going to be banned anyway. He, he likes to be provocative. He, he revels in the notion that he's the only person brave enough. And, you know, you have to give it to him. It is a a form of bravery. I think it's also a form of stupidity. And bravery and stupidity are often very close cousins. So, you know, he is... He he, he does talk about, as you say, things like the Chinese Empire. He does, you know, use politically incorrect terms like Peking instead of Beijing. And, of course, he does raise... His answer to more or less everything which, again, is is a sort of channel vision, is, oh, well, if only we had independence, you know, this would be better, that would be better, which, of course, it wouldn't. But nonetheless, that is what he says. What is the role of the FCC in all of this, the Foreign Correspondents Club, which hosted the well, event? Well, I, I, I want to... <coughs> and um, you, both you and I are members yes, uh, of, right. of the FCC, and I was in the FCC yesterday, mm. and in the gentlemen's toilets there, there is the, um, the urinals where yes. you stand. And um, uh, above the urinals, they, they put every, every day three copies of three newspapers. That's right. So you can read the newspapers when you're Why standing you're there. doing a business. <clears throat> and I think it is the first time that I have seen the FCC on the front page of the South China Morning Post as being the news story. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's, uncom- it's always, in my view, uncomfortable for journalists to be the story rather than reporting the story, and that mm. wasn't the intention. And indeed, and indeed, had C.Y. Leung not intervened in this debate, 
I think it would have been a very, very minor event. But the man is obsessive. Incidentally, I've got to mention in passing, because it's so stomach-churning, that in, in one of his numerous tweets about this event, he said it's, it's akin to supporting... I'm almost embarrassed to say it on air. It's akin to supporting Holocaust deniers. I mean, these that are, was astounding. These are these are these are parallels, comparisons he's drawing, which are just so vile. I mean, that man seems to know no ditch deep enough to to, mm. to, to to bury himself in. He's talking about the the Nazi Holocaust, in which very famously six million Jewish people perish. But you know, it's estimated that if you take a totality of that crime it's as many as 17 million people including civilian deaths in the soviet union and poland i mean let's not get hung up on the numbers millions and millions of people perished in that genocidal crime he is he is comparing that to the fgd fcc holding a lunch and talk i'm sorry he's <laughs> he's he's absented himself from from the world of the sane uh, or, or, or or any kind of decent society. I mean, I always had a low opinion of C.Y. Leung, and I kept thinking, I, it can't sink any How further. How could it be that bad, though? You know, it really, you, you wouldn't... I, I, I fail to understand. I mean, he got off to a very bad start because he never lets the facts get in the way of the story. So he got off to a bad start by saying, oh, you know, the FCC pays a peppercorn rent for its premises for the government. When, when, which they don't. Which actually, they don't. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's around half a million dollars per month, which if it may be peppercorn to somebody like, um, C.Y. Leung in receipt of lavish funds from UGL. But to you and me, that's quite a, quite a substantial amount of rent but you know he doesn't he doesn't bother with the mere details mm. he, he likes that story all oh, they pay peppercorn rent uh, let's chuck them out the building i'm not bullying them let's chuck them out the building i'm i'm just presenting the facts let's chuck them out the building i mean you know this is what you're dealing with here mm. so um he he elevated as i say what was a relatively routine event the fcc just to locate this entirely in how things work there the fcc has a policy of bringing people in who are in the news or have interesting ideas or have controversial ideas it brings in people from the chinese foreign ministry it brings in people from governments who you may or may not like it brings in i think there's practically every shade of politician in hong kong Mm. has been given a platform there it doesn't advocate what they say it's a platform mm. what 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 don't you understand about that you know there's been and in the among the usual um suspects they've said you know the first thing the fcc must do to rectify its misbehavior is to make a declaration of opposition to hong kong independence but the fcc is not in the business of making declarations on politics. Of anything, right? It has never, mm. ever done so. The only declaration, and I speak as someone who's been a president of the FCC, so I know this intimately, the only declaration that the FCC has ever made has been in defence of freedom of expression and freedom of the media, which is part of the FCC's remit. You know, if anybody had said, oh, you know, the FCC must support... Um, political prisoners in in you know cambodia i'll just give an example at random the the board of the fcc would very rapidly say no we don't do that not our business we, we're not in that business that's for organizations that are in that business 
Cheat Codes, Little Mix, and uh, the latest song, one of Steve's faves. Uh, <laughs> only you. Only you, Mr Vines. What are we going to talk about? There's, there's other stuff going on this week, there isn't is. there? Oh, there? There's untold joy. There's Carrie's Facebook session tomorrow. Oh, goodness me. We, From we, Beijing, right? No, on no, Facebook. She'll, she'll be here. It's banned up there. It's <laughs> yes. banned up there. <laughs> I'll just I mean. make that point. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Is, got... she, is she going to do it? Oh, I don't know. Apparently her, her minions aren't too happy about it. Well, it's sort of uncontrolled, right? Yeah, yeah. They're working out how you control an uncontrolled session. <laughs> <laughs> That's a difficult one. It's interesting. Yeah, so what is she doing? She's doing so, a kind so of open house. So what she's thing. doing is, she, she says, this is part of her great drive to, to, to consult the people. Mm. You know, it's like mm. that, that exercise that's going on at the moment on how to find new sources of land for housing, which she's entirely preempted. She says, oh, yes, you can have a study, but we're going to have reclamation. <laughs> we're going to reclaim. Sorry, what, 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 what were the public's view? <laughs> well, we're just going to have reclamation, because that's the only logical thing. Uh, oh, there's a public consultation going on. Well, yeah, 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 indeed, and uh, I'm sure we'll get some valuable input but uh, they may be wrong because we've already decided what we're going to do so anyway so she's going to have i mean this this makes me laugh she's going to have this facebook session and they finally worked out i mean you know i ain't no technological genius but even Mm. i understand that when you go on facebook (coughs) other than restricting all access to to yourself as a user i'm now getting out of my pay grade here by even talking about this are you this. on facebook uh, mr i Mays? so aren't <laughs> i so am not um anyway so so what, what she doesn't understand is when you get on facebook or face ache as i like to call it the whole point about it is that mm. anyone mm. can make a comment and even worse if you're a miserable little bureaucrat anyone can see that comment that's the point. It's not like, hmm. I mean, say say she came on to a, 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 a live radio show. Somebody actually filters the calls hmm. before they're put through. That's how it works. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I'm not, there's nothing sinister about that. That's just how it works. Hmm. You don't have that on Faceache. Hmm. You, people just... Say anything they want. Say what they want. Yep. And it goes down there. And hmm. everybody can see what the other people so mm. all mm. her minions mm. are now flapping around mm. going oh my god facebook oh whoever knew that that was gonna happen oh mm. we thought that that she i think what she thought was well this sounds good this is me at the cutting edge of technology even mm. i know that face ache isn't the cutting edge of technology anyway oh, never think, mind yeah do you think she was on facebook before <coughs> she i don't know whether she was at the no mm. she wasn't she wasn't she uh, couldn't get through a ticket gate could she she the... couldn't get through because um public transport and her haven't been close closely <laughs> affiliated <laughs> for some time for some time but, but her, her excuse was oh i got confused and you know it was wednesday or tuesday and who knew every okay, day well, of the week is different I, I think we should put that in our diary to see how about uh, yes tomorrow. tomorrow so you, yeah. you and and um uh, whether whether she'll reply to responses in English, of course, we don't know that because she <laughs> has a well-known aversion to that because she's too busy to deal with English. I mean, it's, it's quite bizarre. She actually speaks entirely fluent English, but she's too busy to do well, that. I mean, that is the irony of it, isn't it? That yeah. she does actually speak, to be fair to her, perfect yes, English. Yes, Absolutely yes, perfect yes, English. And there's... there's is there's no, no, no she's too busy too yeah, busy too, too busy, busy. It's, too busy. it's a complete waste of time okay that one's in the diary tomorrow and there's, there's a few uh, other bits kicking aren't there well i mean the the one that um interests me is this whole and, and i i have to say before launching into this i don't know what really what's going on and i don't think anybody else does but there's this whole very bizarre business at the independent um commission against corruption the icac where for three years 
they've been with, without a, a, a permanent director of operations, which is the core of the organization's business. Mm-hmm. Obviously, operations, key again, is in the word. Um, there was very famously, two years ago, the, uh, the, the person who was doing that job was forced to resign, rumoured at the time, because she had the temerity to investigate C.Y. Leung's... Uh, everything comes back to C.Y. Yeah, Leung. We're back on I'm that sorry, again. we're Goodness. on a broken record yeah. here. Apologies to the listener. But but the, the rumour at the time, and uh, it seems to have some substance, again, I don't know definitively whether that is so, is because C.Y. was, was off-pissed at the fact that she was investigating these millions that he took from the UGL company... What has uh, happened to that? Has well, that... exactly. What has happened to that? It seems that since she was dismissed, the ICAC has, has, has how can I say, shrunken its enthusiasm for investigating that matter. We don't know whether the investigation is ongoing or has closed. We don't know if there's a separate police investigation. In fact, we know nothing. Mm. Nothing. There is nothing in the public domain that tells us. Now, the fact is that if there is nothing in all of this, somebody should say that. I think mm. if there is further, um, you know, dark doo doo going on, I think we should know about that as well. But anyway, but let's not just leave it hanging, in abeyance. Hanging, kind of yes, thing, yeah. I mean that that's very bad. It's very bad for the integrity of the system, mm. and also very bad for the integrity of the system is you have one of Hong Kong's most important law enforcement institutions, the ICAC not having a permanent person in charge of operations. Now, you may say, oh, this is just technical, the work goes on. It's true, it does go on. It doesn't need that. But it it sends out a signal that there is something very worrying going on. Is the reason that Ricky Yao, who has now finally been appointed both as head of operations and deputy director of the ICC, ICAC, is, is it the fact that, that they, they wouldn't give him a permanent appointment because they wanted to be absolutely sure that he could be, in inverted commas, trusted, that he wouldn't, you know, deviate by um, investigating important people with deep pockets of influence in Beijing? Because, what? because even he at one point offered his resignation, didn't he? Well, I think he was so frustrated that, uh, you you know, they kept saying to him, well, you can do the job, but, you know, you're not up to it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can't. Yes, you can't. So in the end, uh, apparently he did offer his resignation and, and was persuaded by other members of staff within the ICAC that this was not a good thing from their point of view and, and indeed from his point of view. So he withdrew it. Apparently. We're all on the apparently uh, level here. It's a dark... It's a dark box with very little light being shed on it, which is a problem because for something like the investigation of corruption, the cardinal principle is transparency. And the second cardinal principle is integrity and confidence in the operation of the body. So if you if you have an absurd situation where there are doubts over the integrity of the leadership of that body, that 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 everything else starts to crumble by the side shouldn't there be uh, or maybe there is and i don't know enough about it but shouldn't there be a certain distance between the executive in government and the operations of the icac but it does seem you 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 think the word independent in its title (laughs) should have some meaning do you oh dear where do you come from honestly i've got (laughs) yes obviously 
obviously. But the problem is in Hong Kong that the 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 concept of autonomous organisations, independent organisations, mm. seems to be very slight. I mean, the fact of the matter is that the head of the ICAC is appointed by the chief executive. That already creates a problem of conflict of interest. So where you have other independent commissions. And and most countries have something similar to the ICAC. It's not an innovation in Hong Kong. There is a very careful procedure of separating, particularly the appointment mm. of senior officials to those bodies, from the government itself, because its main job is investigating the government. So when you don't have that, you've already got a very, very dodgy compromise going on there. Steve Vines is here. <laughs>
There you are, Steve. Another song from the Hit Parade. Gosh. That is a new one from. Is the, that very popular? It is very popular. It's called. It? The, it's by the Chainsmokers and <laughs> Emily Warren. You know the Chainsmokers, of course. Yeah, yes. Well, I know quite a few actually. Yes. <laughs> it's called Side Effects. It is a new song. We're at the cutting edge, as you know. Do you think you're advocating smoking by playing that? I'm just <laughs> saying. You know, the thought has gone through my mind, yes. but uh, hmm. we better not dwell on it. Otherwise, we'll be uh, banned. Boom, boom. Um, now, cardboard yes. boxes. Our big issue. Now, mm. if, if you are one of those ghastly, ghastly little weasels who run around with a clipboard and, and a sign saying that you belong to the Food Environment Hygiene Department, mm. whose name shall forever live in infamy... In 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 what city? Whatever it is, yes, they do hang around on street corners. They those actually guys, do. Don't they they, they really their, do. They have their little uniforms with they the have, little and, yellow and thing. They, and they literally do have clipboards. Yeah. I mean, I'm not for once exaggerating. But I'm sometimes wondering what they do because because I'm always. Well, no, they have quite important things to do besides persecuting old ladies. That if they, for example, <laughs> where I live in Sai Kung, if they see an unauthorized chair outside a restaurant. They're in there. They clamp down on that fearlessly. Chair and table removal. Boy, they're absolute stars at that. And if they see... And this is, this is where things get really bad. If they see people enjoying themselves... Whoa! 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 That's whoa. not allowed! They, 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 they send a whole squad out. <laughs> Do you know, but the funny thing is, I see them in Central. And, you know, you see them sort of up the street and there's like two or three of them standing they're looking for infringements they're looking for something infringements but, but you know 30 or 50 metres before yeah. I've walked past a whole load of traders that have got the suitcases <laughs> open that are you know do, and you kind of go hang about how is it that I can see the guys that you're supposed to be are those the people who sell <laughs> the genuine Cartier watches they on those are. I've had some good deals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how cheap you can buy a Cartier watch I'm, I'm often surprised by that <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, mm. in this case, um, these these fine people actually. I mean, you, I, when I tell the story, I just think to myself: Was there ever an adult in the room who thought about this? So they find this lady. She's called um, uh, uh, Chen Kan Lam, who 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 was pushing as you know when when these old ladies not only old ladies old men as well are pushing around trolleys with, mm. with cardboard mm. on them, collecting right? it up right collecting it up mm. sending it to the recycler mm. so apparently she paused i mean this is almost unbelievable she paused to reorganize the, the boxes the, the load mm. and and maybe to well, i hope she didn't do this i hope she didn't pause to take a rest because oh, i'm sure <laughs> there's a law against that and they instantly descended on her and said you're oi you you're guilty of dumping dumping, dumping. waste if she was charged <laughs> with dumping waste yeah we're, we're prosecuting you you can pay a fine you know it was nothing to you one thousand five hundred dollars well one thousand five hundred dollars wow that's a massive to for her. a street mm. um garbage collector which is mm. exactly what this lady is is a very very large sum of money now mm. unsurprisingly there was a big Facebook, we're back at Facebook, everything is in circles here, Facebook campaign, a petition to support this lady, I gathered thousands mm. of signatures, mm. and yesterday the FEHD, taking all that time, actually announced that they weren't going ahead with the prosecution. To my mind, that's not a win for the FEHD. It's not a win for anybody, it's is it? It's not a win for anybody. I mean, obviously that particular lady is very relieved, and I'm, I'm pleased mm. for her that mm. that's happened. Mm. But, you know, why on earth? Why on earth didn't someone look at that, 
perhaps a little up from street level, sitting in a nice air-conditioned office in front of a cup of tea, look at that and go, you're, you're, you're having me on. You're not really launching a prosecution against this lady. You really think that, that the public's resources... And remember, to, to, to obtain a fine from somebody from what, of $1,500, the amount of public money that needs to be spent to, to actually get there is, is triple, quadruple that sum of money. But isn't this the problem with uh, uh, you know our government to some extent that you know all and it's not really just uh, the FEHD that they they just basically go for the low hanging fruit the stuff that they they've, that's Absolutely. not that's not difficult to do rather than going for the the tough stuff which is what they should be doing. Well, you know there there is as we know particularly in the new territories there's massive dumping mm. of really substantial stuff. Mm. That needs to be cracked down upon. Mm. Uh, oh, well, you know, ooh, we don't have the resources for that. You no, because we're too we're busy. We're very stretched, very stretched. We're very stretched. We're, as you say, they're on every street corner. And, mm. um, you know, the, the, there's only an infinite, there's only a finite supply of clipboards. I mean, I hope you <laughs> appreciate the problems there. They're in short supply. They really clipboards are. Is a, there's a global clipboard <laughs> shortage. I think that's as a result of the tariff war with China <laughs> and the United States. As and ever. And I blame, I blame, I blame Trump. <laughs> It must be. Yes, there are controls. <laughs> yes. There are controls on the import. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it, it's a tragic story. But boy, I mean, you know, if there is one department that that makes it its life purpose to discredit the Hong Kong government, mm. I think you'd have to nominate the FEHD, all star, unbeatable. Morning brew, gold star of the week <laughs> goes to the FEHD. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Mm.